0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Motor City Revival. I'm your host Cameron Goodwill and well, a funny thing happened while I was recording. Um, we went through the first two minutes of the interview. If you didn't know, my guest this week was Malcolm Hart of the Pride Podcast. We were uh, talking about the big Lions win against the Vikings uh, this past Sunday and we were going through the first two minutes, and then I realized that my audio wasn't recording. So I decided to record the conversation like I usually do. And I had audio software in the background, um, hopefully, that I, could, that I thought would have caught the first two minutes so I could have edited it. But that didn't happen at all. So I am now recording a proper intro for the episode. And uh, sorry for the weird transition but I did at least get a decent intro for the actual interview. So, uh, yeah, here it is. It's Malcolm Harb, Pride Podcast. Malcolm, how you doing?
1: Woo! What's going on, man? I'm finally here, man. Let's go, man. I'm I'm still hyped. I am still hyped from that Detroit Lions victory, and I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready for Denver. Let's bring on Denver, man. Let's go.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about Denver in a second, but first, we got to talk about Sunday because I'm still hyped up that when you see me, Alliance shirt. I'm wearing a lions gear all year. It just Let's hasn't go. felt the same, man. The energy hasn't been there, but Sunday was different. You know, first with what happened in Oxford that week and all the emotions that that happened, you saw um, the players and all the coaches with their tributes. And we, we just kind of knew that this game meant Something different for the players. So, just tell me about how you felt on that last drive. The Vikings had just scored. It seemed like the game was yet again out of the Lions' hands. But just tell me what you saw and what you felt from that last drive.
1: Oh man, the last drive! I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I was scared as hell. I was, I was terrified <laughs> yeah. when um when Kirk Cousins scored a touchdown. When he threw a touchdown, and I was like, oh, okay, so the game's in Jared Goff's hands. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not good. This is this is very 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 scary situation. But he actually came came through, man. And that was actually good with the play caller. The play caller showed up. You know, Dan Campbell, calling plays for the first. Well, this is his third game. But this is his best game as a play caller all year. So he showed up big. Amon Ross, St. Brown, a rookie showed up big. Man, I say everybody in that last drive showed up big. And, and big shout out to Jared Goff. I can't believe I'm saying this. But he was actually clutch. it yeah. was crazy.
0: Yeah, he was. And it's a little different for me. I had to go to a birthday party. So I was like, yeah, screw this game. And I just, I just kind of left. But the thing okay. is, something just told me. You know, I, I have an app on my phone so I can watch the game. So I'm like, you know, what, let me just watch this this last drop. And I caught the last few plays when they were in the red zone and they got that, was it the, the not the false start, the um the delay game?
1: Yep, the Jared yeah, Goff delay and I was game. like,
0: yeah. yeah, Jared Goff is just really going to sell this. We're literally about to score and he's going to do it. But he threw what I thought was a great pass. And he made a lot of great passes throughout that game. But that strike to... Amal Ross St. Brown in the end zone like it was perfect like it wasn't him looking at one way and then like letting the defense kind of see where he was going he was I think he was looking at Hawkinson and he knew that St. Brown was going to be there and the elation from the team was just just great because we've seen how hard they fought all year like they've been literally seconds from that first win and they were able to do it, no time on the clock, no more time for shenanigans. Got the dub. We saw everything in the locker room and the press conference. Like it was it was great. So and let's talk more about Goff and his performance. So what did you think about what he did on
1: Sunday? You're talking, about, you're talking about Jared Goff? Yes, Jared Goff. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. So um Jared Goff. Yeah. Jared Goff, I would say this is probably was his best game as a Detroit Lion. I agree. And probably hands down was his best game he has his moments. Jared Goff has his flaws. So, you watch Jared Goff, there was a play, there was a was a third down, third and ten, or third and four. I forgot what down it was. It was a play that he threw the interception, the crazy yeah, interception. It was, the interception where TJ Hawkinson was triple covered, <laughs> and he threw the ball anyways. But in that drive, ride, same ride exactly. was
0: open on, in that like, play, on, on just, uh, like, open for 10, 20 yards. He could have yep. made a picnic with the amount of yard He was open, yeah, they, man. It was, they, they, it was they, crazy.
1: But that's they, just what they, you ran, get from Goff. Yeah, they re- they actually ran a mesh concept, and mm-hmm. yeah, he was wide open. All Jerichoff had to do was just turn his head, and he, would have saw all wrong. he was all my run. He's like, "Oh wow, look, he's wide open!" Or and he do what the-
0: he, he has struggled to do all year, which is make that second read.
1: Yeah, so yeah. in that play, he actually locked on to T.J. Hawkinson, and just it was like, "Oh, and I was like, all right, T.J. Hawkinson triple covered. Let me just throw it there, anyways." And yeah, pick an interception. So Jerichoff has a flaws. He has a flaws. I mean, you saw the fumbling. You know, when he's pressured. You know, he's downright terrible when he's yeah. pressured. But when he's protected and doesn't have to think too much, and I guess his first option is open, he, he can make some throws. Yeah, he can make some throws if if he doesn't have to think too hard and his first read is wide open. Yeah, he's he, he's 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 good. Yeah, so this was one of his better games. He he played well. He. This is why he was the NFC player of the week. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, he led us to victory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you said about him in that first read. I think that's really what you saw in that McVay system. You know, they kind of made it easy for him for those reads. And this is a little bit more different because, you know, you have guys like Hawkinson and Swift. So you kind of have to make those decisions about who you're going to throw to. And a lot of times he really does lock in on that first guy, but he made some great throws. Like he made that throw to Hawkinson down the middle, right on the dot, which is the best throw. That he's made all season, right?
1: Like between that one and the Brock Wright touchdown. Oh the other, yeah, the other tight end. He made some nice throws. I mean, yeah. that game he made some nice throws. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this could continue. I mean, I know the Minnesota Vikings they were kind of banged up, mm-hmm. so they the Detroit Lions took advantage. of in front of them, you know. Both of their edge rushes for the Vikings are out. They had no pass rush. Um, both the both of the both of the linebackers were out, and the secondary. I mean, no Patterson. they they're kind of beat up. I mean. They yeah. took advantage of it. I mean, that's what that's what happens in the NFL. I mean, if a team's bang, banged up, you attack the weakness. And that's what the Detroit Lions did.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're banged up, too. We're missing Kudo. We're missing Ragnall. We're missing um missing a core. So we've had to deal with injuries all season. Yeah. And yeah. teams have taken advantage of that. So, hey, we took advantage of it once, and we were actually able to get a win off of it. So, yep. Yeah. And, again, we were talking about golf, but, you know, same Brown. I know that. He made that catch, but he was targeted a lot and he was able to make some catches and get some good plays. I think he had he catches for 86 yards. So this was, I believe, a big breakout game for him, especially him getting his first touchdown of his career, which was a game winning touchdown. That's got to be big for his confidence.
1: That was actually that was actually huge for his confidence. And yeah, this was definitely a Bob Ross Browns breakout game. He actually had twelve targets, ten catches for eighty-six yards and okay. touchdown.
0: Ten catches, that's right, because his ten average catches. was eight point six. I messed up.
1: No, 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 you're fine. Yeah, he yeah. had ten. He had ten catches. So this is definitely a breakout game for Marlon Brown. I w- mm. I, w- I can't wait to see if this continues.
0: Yeah, because we all know the story has been well, the receivers can't really catch, and that's why the passing game has struggled, especially when your two best options are, Hawkinson, which is a tight end, and your second best is a a running back. You know yeah. that. That only does so much for your offense when none of your guys can um, can really get any separation or you don't really trust them. It just makes the play calling and really the play is just kind of stale. But talking about receivers also, I think someone who's kind of gone on the radar has been Josh Reynolds. I think bringing him in for, I think he's really been brought in for Goff's confidence. You can tell Goff is a lot more confident throwing deep, especially with guys like Reynolds. Because I remember in the Bears game, he had that touchdown pass to Reynolds. I'm like, he's, he's never thrown that to anybody else except Reynolds. And Reynolds had two big, um, big catches, too, which were pretty much as him, you know, I think like yards at the catch, basically. So, yeah. what do you think about Reynolds so far as well?
1: So far, so good, man. I think it was a nice piece that the Detroit Lions needed. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned it against that in that Bears game, he did have that long touchdown. I wish they would have went to it more because after that first drive, I mean, the Detroit Lions offense was – it was invisible the rest of the game. They yeah. they didn't do anything. So, I mean, I wish they took more shots, but he saw this game, you know, they they spread the ball around a lot. I think it was a mixture of everybody that got involved in the offense's game. If I had – without looking at the stats, I think he hit – I think um, Jared Goff hit maybe um, nine or ten receivers – um, in that game, so nine or yeah. ten different receivers, you know, touched the ball as a wide receiver or tight end somewhere. They touched the ball, so mm-hmm. they did a good job spreading around. And you know, even in that game, Josh, Josh Reynolds had a you know solid game as well. You know, you saw him caught, I believe two or three catches. You know, one down the it was like one drag route that he did and yeah. took it for like twenty yards. So he did mm-hmm. it. It was a, it was a good job that he did, and I'm glad he's here. He's definitely helping out Jared Goff's confidence with the the lack of talent that we had in the wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he def- definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad they brought in somebody that was a little bit bigger. So you know, they're maybe you know harder to tackle, a bigger target for him. Because same Brown and a lot of those other guys are a little short. So obviously, just having somebody different is just I think really helped it. Goff's confidence. First of all, really helped the offense. But talking 100%. about yeah, we've talked about the offense, but the defense we've seen it all year. There's a lot of these younger guys that have just. Stepped up in a lot of ways that we really didn't think. Obviously, we got to start with what I think was probably one of the best players in the game, with, um, which is um, Jerry Jacobs. Like he, he's so much fun to watch. He, like, I think for corners, you don't really see a lot of guys who love to tackle. You like seeing guys who just like cover, and then when they get the completion, they just go like, oh, and, you know, <laughs> waves, waves a finger and everything. But he's somebody that really enjoys. <laughs> That Those open tackles going one-on-one with the receiver, and he does it so well. He's probably one of the better lines I've seen that has been able to not let a receiver just go right by him on a one-on-one situation. So what do you think about him?
1: Jerry Jacobs, man. I I think they had to give an award for the surprise player of the year. I think it would go to Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. I did not see this coming. No. I definitely did not see this coming. I mean, when he was in the preseason, I didn't even really have him in my mock as far as making the roster. No. I didn't have him there. I didn't think he was even going to make the roster. I wasn't sure. I was like, who's going to make the final spot, him or Bobby Price? I mean, they brought in both of them. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sure who was going to make the roster I, I, in the preseason. He didn't really show much in the preseason to say that, all right, he's going to be a solid corner in the, on their team and end up being a starter and hold it down. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming. Um, I know in the training camp, there was some buzz for his name. I know he was a lot. He was working a lot with um, Jeff Fukuda. Yeah, and Jeff Okuda kind of like took him on his wing, and they were saying, "Yeah, he's with Jeff Okuda, and he's this bright star, and he's he's actually good." I didn't see him in preseason, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Who the hell is Jerry Jacobs?" But when he came in the game, so first we had an injury when it was oh, I forgot who got injured. Was it was it when Amari got injured? Not not Amani. I mean Jeff. I think it was when Jeff. Yeah, it was, was in the first game. It was when Jeff got injured and they put in yeah. Bobby Price first and then Bobby Price started and then it was uh, ups and downs. But then yeah. he said, All right, Bobby Price, we're gonna bench you, put in Jerry. Mm-hmm. And Jerry, man, since he came in, bro, he's been a different type of different type of animal that yeah. in our secondary man. Yeah. I mean, like Dan Campbell calls him a pit bull. I mean, that that's something that best described his his play on the field is a little pit bull because he's like he he's just his his motor as a corner is very high. Yeah. I think he had a bright future in the league. I oh, really yeah. do. I think that, you know, hopefully, I'm not sure what his contract looks like. I think they have him because he's the undrafted guy. I think he's on their one-year deal. I think hopefully they bring him back next year, Mm -hmm. and he could be our corner because I think that kid has a bright future, man.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Him and Akuda. I think he could, like, because we've seen his growth, and I think that really can help Akuda kind of also get back on his feet because he's missed the past two seasons of injury, and we haven't really got to see him develop. And just speaking of corners, I think also Amari Royer, like, this year, he's got five interceptions. I think he's, like, what, top 10 in the league in that, and especially considering how, like, last year, I can remember we went long stretch without an interception, and he's just really – he's also kind of broken out, not really as a top corner yet, but somebody that you can definitely see his trajection um, going up, you know, as the season's go on.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really like – I really like Armani Warrior. Mm-hmm. I mean, going in, and this is just me – being honest about the whole Jeff Okuda thing. Yeah. When we drafted Jeff Okuda, I kind of said, you know, I don't think he's going to be better than the Monty Warrior year one. Hmm. That's why I wasn't really, I would say I wasn't really fond of the pick. Okay. Because when we drafted Jeff Okuda, and I know a lot of people wanted him. I mean, I wanted him at one point but it just one day I just woke up I was like wait wait a minute i don't think we need a corner right now we need to fix mm-hmm. our pass rush yeah let's get, somebody, let's get somebody to in the interior i actually wanted derek brown um mm-hmm. let's get somebody in the interior to stop the stop the um stop the run game and maybe be able to put some pressure from the interior to the quarterback because that year we couldn't pressure anybody we couldn't pressure yeah. you know the quarterbacks had all day in the pocket you know the running backs could was able to run the ball all around us so i actually wanted somebody else but we had we, we, they drafted Jeff Okuda, I was like, it is what it is. But um, coming in year one, I wasn't confident that, all right, he's going to be better than Amanio Warrior year one. I, I, I didn't say that he wasn't going to be better in the long run. I just thought year one, he wasn't going to be better than Amanio Warrior. And then now that um, Jeff Okuda dealing with injuries and he has his Achilles injury and he had a really rough start for his career, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure how he is going to, you know, recover and come back and be that corner, you know? Yeah. Hopefully he comes back and makes a full recovery. He could be a play corner, or if they have a position change, moving to safety, that's my ideal for him. I really hope that will be the projection He's keep the corners as it is, that these two guys continue to grow up. Can I really like um, Amani Warrior and Jerry Jacobs as corners right now is what they're doing? And then, you know, once A.J. Parker comes back, I know he's on IR right now, but when he comes back, A.J. Parker, he's shown as well that he just, his energy on the field as a nickel is just as high as Jerry Jacobs. So both of these young undrafted free agents that we, that we picked up, they had a really big impact for our secondary. So if by chance, if they keep it as it is or decide to upgrade, I I don't know. I'm down with it. Cause like I said, I like our young secondary right now. And I think they're just going to get, continue to get better as you know, as the years go on. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. One more guy. Well, actually two more guys. I want to talk to one more on the defense. Uh, I think everybody's like, at least everybody's favorite linebacker right now, Derek Barnes. Like, he has just been – like, I, I love watching him because he's got that same motor that uh, Jacobs has. Like, he's he's fast, obviously, and he can just kind of see the field really well and really – especially in the run game, he he made a lot of big stops against uh, Madison, who even the last Vikings game, like, he burnt us in, yeah. in Minnesota. But, you know, this time around, we were actually able to kind of hold him down. So, Yeah.
1: My thoughts on Derek Barnes, man. I, I mean, this goes to this goes to um, Brad Holmes and mm-hmm. Dan Campbell for this draft that they did, and you know, picking up these undrafted. They did a phenomenal job this year. Oh, yeah. If you look at our our draft picks, these young guys they drafted, you know, these guys are having solid years. And mm-hmm. Derek Barnes is one of those guys. And the only thing I have a question on is why is the snap count so low? Yeah, like I I really think that he should be getting more snaps. I think if you watch him watch him play. You see nothing but positive. You know, he shoots the gaps really well. He plays sideline to sideline. He makes tackles. He, he, he hasn't missed a tackle. Like, he's, he wraps up and makes his tackles. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is why is he not getting enough snaps? Maybe they're not trying to rush him on the field. And I just think this guy's going to be the one of our future linebackers. He's definitely going to be our future linebacker for, for years to come. This guy is definitely a stud to me. I'm Like I said, I'm just, I'm just questioning on why he doesn't get enough snaps.
0: Yeah, I was looking at his stats and, and snap count because it just feels like when you're on the field, you notice him. Right. Like there's never really a play where you're like, oh, where was Derek Barnes in this? Where was he doing? You know, he makes an impact, but then you kind of look at the snap catch and like, wait, who who else is playing? I think it's like Mabin has been kind of taking most of the snaps. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm kind of been iffy on him, you know, but there's not really a, a real reason that I could think of why he hasn't got more time. I think maybe they saw him as more raw than we did. And, you know, maybe they see it. Him as more of a long term project, so they don't want to have him out there too much. But especially with how the season's been, I think it's time to kind of up that snap count because every time he's been out there, he's been positive.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jalen Reeves Maven, he's made he made some plays. Like mm-hmm. you, you watch him. You know, he gets a lot of forced fumbles. Uh, he, he's a guy that when we need to make a play, you notice that it's going to be Jalen Reeves Maven that usually makes that play. Yeah, he does a good job at doing it, so I don't really hate the decision that he's playing. And you know, right now, Alex um, Anzalone, he's a uh, pretty much like the you would say like the captain of the of the linebacking court. You know, he's a green dot, so he gets all the plays. So yep. I, I see why they're not going to bench him. I mean, I, I just think it's just something that they're just taking their time on. I can see definitely next year. I think next year um, they're going to you know take off the training wheels and then unleash the beast. So we'll see. Um, definitely, I think he's going to be the starter next year. But why is he not playing now? I don't know.
0: I think maybe a more balanced count would be better, at least for this year.
1: Maybe, maybe I mean, as far as, you know, I've seen him in coverage, and he looks solid in coverage, but maybe they don't. Maybe they feel more comfortable with Jalen Reeves maven in coverage and stuff like that, as for now, and I don't know exactly what it is. But I know he plays, he shoots the gaps really well. He, he tackles really well, he plays silent and signing, got speed. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but one more guy we got to talk about. New kicker who came off the practice squad for this game, Riley Patterson, 3 for 3 And those were big field goals. Because if you look at the score, if he misses one of those, right, we got, like, what was it, 29-27, if I'm correct? Yeah. yeah. So he misses one of those field goals. We got to kick an extra point, and we're going to go into overtime. And God knows whatever happened after that. But he, he, was, he was exactly what we needed to be. You know, he, he made good kicks. He seemed comfortable. Which is kind of weird because the last guy we brought from the Packers squad did not look comfortable kicking.
1: Oh, right, so. Oh my, no, god. Oh that my was,
0: god, that was that was probably I'd say that his game is probably the second worst game I've ever seen. And um, you want to know the first?
1: Um, you talking about Lions history? Not Lions history.
0: I'm talking, you're about, you're talking about this year, in general. Yes, football in general.
1: Football in general, the worst. Yeah. Lions game? It's not a Lions game, no. Oh, worse, a worst game? There's a game that you watch all worse than a Lions game? Yeah, there was.
0: Yes, yes. And because I'm a Michigan State fan, and I remember this game exactly. It was the Red Box Bowl against Oregon, I believe. The score was 7-6. to six. It was probably the worst game I've ever seen. Our Michigan – I'm just going to go a little bit rant. That Michigan State team from, I think, 2017, 2018 had no offense at all. We couldn't score – and then we go into a bowl game. and put up six points. And it, it, was, it was terrible. I don't even want to relive it. But I'm just telling you, that was the worst game I've ever seen. And a tie was somehow not as bad, but pretty close.
1: I can tell you the worst game I've ever seen. And yes, oh. this, is, this is a Detroit Lions game. Yes, it is. And this, this was embarrassing. This was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Let me mm-hmm. tell you why. This was the uh, Detroit Lions. It was Monday Night Football, first game of the season. Yeah. The Jets game, right? The Detroit Lions were playing the Jets. Yes. Let, me you, let me tell you how this went. Let me tell you how this went horribly wrong. I was so confident that the Detroit Lions were going to win this game. I had a watch party. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is how bad it is, right? Okay, for the listeners, for your, for your listeners, I want to yeah. everybody know. I don't live in Detroit. I live yeah. in South Florida. So uh, none of my none of the people who I brought over were Lions fans. But they're like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come and watch. We're going to watch football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it was, you know, it was a Jets game and yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody knew how the game went. Okay. It got to the point that I was like, all right, everybody at halftime. I was like, all right, everybody, you guys can go home. <laughs> you guys don't have to sit here and watch this. You can go home. Everybody's looking at me like, dang, Malcolm, how are you doing? Are you all right? Are you all right? I was like, just, just go home. Just, yeah, <laughs> just go get on. out of here. Just go home. Just, just, it's, it's okay. Yeah. That game was the worst game I've ever watched in my life. Stafford so was just throwing picks left and right. It got to the point that they were saying, the most abo- embarrassing thing about that is at the end of the game, the, the defensive players on the just were like, yeah, we just knew the place. We knew where the ball was going. Oh I was like, God. this is, this is just the worst game ever. How can this happen? Yeah. yeah that was hands down. Well, hands I can't
0: say it's the worst game I've ever watched. Cause I didn't even watch the whole game. I was, it was actually a friend's birthday party where we watched it and I was still in college. So we and were watching lucky. You this thing was the first, drive for the jets was a pick six for the lions so sure was. we were all hype and then was. it just it just all went downhill after that we were just like you know what you're, let's just go to the bar early right we don't have to watch this you're lucky you, know? you didn't
1: watch you lucky you didn't watch it man it got really bad like the the fans the jets fans they actually made their way in the fourth quarter they made their way down to like the first level they're screaming out on jts jets, jets and hmm. in Ford field and it was loud as hell and all the Lions fans are like pretty much gone and, it was just the most embarrassing game on national TV, oh, yeah. and and just it was just bad. It was uh, bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, so just it's and it's really great that you talked about that game and where we were like a year ago to where we are now because a year ago we were still kind of, hey, you know, maybe this could work, maybe we could contend, you know, in the twenty twenty season, and obviously it didn't end up like that. But now we're in a rebuild, and I just wanted to talk about your guys and your podcast, right? How has it been like this year going from that to essentially covering a team that's rebuilding? So what have you guys done essentially to maybe change the format and what have you guys focus on some things differently? How has this year been like for you guys?
1: This year, uh, how can I say this? Okay. So my guys at the Pride Podcast, Mm -hmm. we haven't experienced winning yet. Yes. I have to say, because we started the pod in 2018 Mm -hmm. it was Matt Patricia, I believe his first year. Yeah. And it was, it was just bad. That Mm -hmm. year was bad. Second year was bad. Third year was bad. He got fired and now we're in this regime. So what we did differently. I mean, we kind of, you know, during the season, you know, we try to, you know, get the listeners as informed as possible of the games that's going on. And then we try to make it as entertaining as possible. Mm -hmm. So we kind of keep the same schedule, man. We talk about the game and, you know, we have our, you know, our pregame post game. And then, you know, we'll, we'll have, a, you know, two live shows before mm-hmm. and after the game. That's what we started doing this year. So that, yeah. I think if there's anything different from what we were doing before is that we started doing live shows before and after the game. So people can get our immediate reaction. So, um, this year when they lost, like, I'll be pretty pissed off. Like, ah, you know, <laughs> and you, you'll, you'll get the immediate reaction, um, right after the game. Cause right after the game would we'll go live. And then I was like, Oh, well, well how do you feel about the game? I'm like I hate it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. I mean, everything has been pretty much the same. I, I'm really hoping for a winning season. I think that's when, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably see a 360 with everything that's going on because everybody won't listen when the team is winning.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 But for me, like I want to do this podcast because I think that's the reason you said people care about winning. People don't really care about the the losing and seeing all stuff over and over. But I think there's a real quality to seeing things like players grow. You know, like you talked about it, all these you know, undrafted free agents that we were able to bring in and we're seeing them grow in front of our eyes. And it's not just, Oh, they're going to take a few years. We're seeing this game to game. And and so I think there's always a good value in watching a team because, you know, yeah, they're not going to win, but you do at least want to be there for the bad times so that the good times feel just that much better.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing is I will say (laughs) um, in the past, we will start, I guess we'll start draft talk really early because yeah. we kind of knew the season was over. So we'll be like, oh, let's start. Let's talk about the draft, guys. <laughs> so we start talking about prospects really early. Like, I think last year, like around this time, bro, I think we honestly were doing draft coverage oh. because it got to the point that it was like, oh, I hate Matt Patricia and <laughs> stuff like that. People, they, they didn't care about the Lions, like the Matt Patricia and they didn't care. I think at this point, I think Daryl Bevel was the head coach. Yeah. And it was it was just people, yeah, they just want to hear about who we drafted and who's the prospects out there, and that's what we did. So, we made a, you know, we did the 360 and started talking about the draft around this time last year and mm-hmm. the years before. So, this year, we haven't. We haven't really, I think we did one episode. They give a quick peek about, like, who we could possibly draft at number one. I know there's a big debate of, uh should they draft Hutchinson or or, um, or, or, um, the guy from Morgan, I forgot his name. Can't remember right kid. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um mm-hmm. so there's a big debate on who did it to the draft. So we talked about it for a little bit, but not much. I mean, right now, I think right now the, the fans are still tuned in. Mm-hmm. They haven't really like, uh, this this is the Lions. I mean, even though they're one ten and, and one ten and one, I mean, people are still kind of tuned in. And it's just they're just interested to see what's going on with the Lions, and what they're gonna do. So yeah, we're still, we're still doing a pregame, post-game, and still talking mm-hmm. about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. people are people are interested in one ten and one, especially talking about fans being excited about one ten and one team. That seemed to be a discussion this week. Like, oh, why are you guys happy? We still stink. But it it is. I think that kind of misses the bigger picture of everything that happened this season. Like we like I said before, there were plenty of games where we were in it and we could have won just these, these past four games. Right. We either tied. Or we lost by three or less, or we won by three or less. Like
1: yeah.
0: those type of things can really, you know, kill a team's momentum, losing close games over and over. But as we've seen before, this team fights, right? Like this is not like the Patricia years, like you knew a game was over, like, oh, this team's up one score, two score, we're not gonna come back, right? Like yeah, that just didn't happen. But this year we saw in the first game against um I guess the Niners, right? Like they kept fighting and we've seen it again and again you know so really the the one thing i think that kind of bothers me about that talk like the real big thing is the ideal that a team can't be happy if they have a losing record if they win because i'll tell you this right now teams have celebrated winning against us pretty hard too you <laughs> remember the vikings game and kirk was basically going crazy on mike zimmer and everything you remember that
1: yeah yeah I yeah it, i mean it, it happens yeah. yeah yeah i don't i don't I don't pay that too much I don't pay that too much money i know yeah. I know they were talking about it there was a guy in woodward sports that talked about it, and then uh, a few other people were talking about it uh, yeah. I mean, look this is a team that you're looking at the first for a lot of things, okay mm-hmm. this is dan Campbell's first win this right. is most of our team we have all young people most of most of our team the players most of the players this is their first win mhm-. You know, this is Dan, um, Brad Holmes as a GM. This is his first win. This is Sheila's. Sheila has a seen a victory in 365 days. Yeah,
0: 364, basically. That 364 was like, exactly. Yeah
1: yeah. 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 364 days. So she was just excited of seeing a win. Like, I don't get why people care so much that the Detroit Lions are, are, are happy. I just don't get it. It's like, all right. How negative of a person are you to just say, oh, why are they celebrating? Why are they so happy? You know, this is, they're not used to winning. Why are they so happy? Like, come on, man. They're yeah. just, I mean, this the way they won, every any team will celebrate. It is what it is, man. It's football. I mean, every it's, it's football. and NFL, wins are hard to come by, like Dan Campbell mm-hmm. say all the time. And they got to win in a very tough, hard way. You know, celebrate. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Like I said, team celebrate against us a lot of time. Justin Tucker hit a 66 yard field goal and was basically going crazy. Nobody was saying you did it against the Lions. Why are you celebrating so hard? I mean, come on. Was it really that hard? But hey, man, look, like you said, winning is hard. Dan Campbell said it and he's living that reality basically throughout the entire season because he's seen how close we've been. So if they want to celebrate, go ahead. Because as we've seen, the the schedule, the way the schedule is, the wins have not come as much as we thought they would. And when they have come, things have happened. So the fact that they were able to get a win through everything, go ahead and celebrate. All right. Like, I don't care.
1: (laughs) they're lucky they didn't even have like a video of me when that happened <laughs> it was my wife was looking at me she was like why are you acting like you guys just won the Super Bowl I was like you know what you don't understand leave me alone um, we just got this dub leave me alone you know yeah. kids are looking at me like daddy what? what is wrong with you um, yeah I was hyped oh yeah I was hyped I, was. I almost ran out of my house um, screaming you know that we won but in the house it was oh man yeah yeah. yeah. You'll, think, you'll think we won the Super Bowl
0: yeah <laughs> Exactly. When I saw the touchdown, I screamed. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, we won. I, like, my sister was like,
1: why, why are you yelling at the game, man? I
0: was like, you don't understand, <laughs> man. It's been a it's, year. Yeah, you understand An going entire about, year, not even a preseason win. Yeah, man. Not
1: even a preseason win. Yeah.
0: But, you know, when you build off a win, you, gotta, you, gotta, you still got to look to next week. That's the beauty of NFL. Wins only really last about six days. And then you got to get back on it. So, now we're playing the Broncos. for. Is this the second
1: straight year to play the Broncos at my life? Okay. Wait, we played we played him last year? I think Doing? we did play last year or two years ago. I, I could tell you now, um, just to let you know, my memory yeah. is horrible. My memory oh me is, too. <laughs> my memory is horrible. And that's why I have I have two other guys with me because yeah. um my other two my one of my co-hosts' his name is Tyler, he's the one that he he will remind me of what's going on. Like I'll be like, Oh, what happened? He'll be like, This happened. He mm-hmm. has like he has like photographic memory. He could tell you who played the Super Bowls last. 20 Super Bowls who, what two teams played and he's, he, that's a, that's his type of memory so I'm glad to have him around so because I'll be like oh what, what happened last year he'll be like this will happen week six we played them this game you know he'll tell you he'll probably tell you the damn score Yeah, <laughs> like how do you do this
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, my memory is <laughs> as consistent as I'm going to make this comparison. My memory is as consistent as Jared Goff has been so far. There's been times where I'm like, I remember this play that Calvin Johnson did eight years ago, and then I'll be like, what did I have for dinner yesterday? I don't even remember. like, that, that's, that's, like just, that's like me. It's yeah, like me. it's weird, man. But this this Broncos game, and I don't know. The Broncos are a weird team because they start off 4-0, and then they kind of slid, and then they're kind of like, back and forth, and they kind of got exposed against the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't really all that great yet, so what do you expect from this
1: Broncos game? I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like you said, the, the Denver Broncos, have been such a weird team to predict. Mm-hmm. I know they started off hot this year because I think they started off the year playing, I think the first three games was Jaguars, Giants, and Jets. Oh, yeah, they I played play terrible teams, they, but played, they beat them. They, they beat them, you know, and that's why they was 3-0. Everybody was happy, like, oh, look at the Broncos are back. I was like, but damn it, look, look what the hell they played. Look what they <laughs> played. Um, I look at this game as a 50-50 game. This mm-hmm. is the game I call 50-50 game, and that means that it could probably go either way. Maybe the Lions come back out, and they're throwing the ball over the field, and they win this game, or this game could look like the Bears, the, the, when we played the Bears, and not too good, you know? Usually when I give the Detroit Lions a chance to win and I give them a 50-50 game, they usually, I'm going to say this, they usually lose. Yeah. It, this is something that always happens. Like every time we, like we play the Bears, I was like, oh, this is a 50-50 game. Both times we got we, we lost. Yeah. You know, when we played the Bengals, I was like, oh, a 50-50 game. Uh, <laughs> not really. you know, they didn't look good. We played the Eagles. I was like, oh, a 50-50 game. Uh, not, <laughs> so, not, not so much. But it's weird because like the games that you think that, like the Lions are going to get killed. We played the Rams you are like, oh, they're going to get killed. This is over, y'all. They play <laughs> Stafford, All this off. It is over. They're going to get killed. They lose by like six points. They lose by seven points. Yeah, we so played that. the Ravens. They're like, oh, you're going to get killed. Right? Lamar Jackson going to run all over you guys. Mm-hmm. We lose by a 67-yard record-breaking field goal. Yeah. So this it, is the Lions. They have a weird way to do things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is something, there's something about them. Like they, I'm not sure if they play to the competition. I don't know. Right. But they have a weird way to do things. So this is a 50-50 game that I think the Lions could actually win. But, oh, again, this Lions' way. Want to be shocked if they completely crap the bed and lose this game by twenty points? <laughs> is this something the Lions always do, man?
0: Yeah, and I've done a kind of a little bit of a deep dive in the Broncos, and they—I don't know their team on paper. It actually, looks kind of solid. They have good receivers, right? Yep. And Patrick Sertain has broken out. He had a big game, and you—you yeah. You yeah. think is Bradley Chubb healthy? Because I have not heard his name a lot this year, which is he's weird. Been,
1: he's been. I can tell you, PFF don't like him. They don't like him. him. Yeah, they're they're really rough on him. So, I mean, he has it, like you said, you haven't heard his name much, but I think it's ever since they lost Von Miller. Exactly. That pass rush is just. Everybody's like, all right, triple team this guy. So he's not getting much action. You know, he has no help. So it's tough, man, because I think. Honestly, I mean, last time I checked, I'm not sure how it is now. I believe they're still in the top 10 on defense on both sides. As far as running, the running defense is 10. And I think they're past defense is 10. Yeah. If, I could, if, if that, that might be inaccurate right now, I think I checked a few weeks ago. But um, they're still going to be a tough team. But I think I just don't trust some things. Like, I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. I don't trust the mm-hmm. running game. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a game that I think the Lions could actually win. Like, they don't have much of a pass rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't throw it to Patrick Satan's side, and you might have a you know, you might live to fight another day. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, this is almost kind of like the Vikings game in a way, because you know, the Vikings they didn't have a really good pass rush either. And their secondary was kind of kind of weird. And of course, Dillon went down. That basically killed the Vikings pass game, even though Justin Jefferson had almost too much yards on us. And then KJ Osborne came out of nowhere, and we were like, Oh, great. Here's his other is the what the third guy just basically dying this off? That's great.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the thing with the Detroit Lions. I mean, I got to give a huge shout out to Aaron Glenn, man, because yeah. with this defense is, is phenomenal. You look at that Vikings game. You know, you look at the Vikings offense. You are thinking, oh shoot, we're gonna get killed, which they did turn up in the second half. The second half, they you know they they turned up. But what the Lions did in that first half against the Minnesota Vikings, they only giving up two field goals. It was, they only scored six points in the first half. I think it, it credits AG because going to this year. We really, as fans, didn't have much expectation for this defense because oh, we're no. like, oh, we're like, who do we have? We're like, who do we have really to cause a threat, you know, mm-hmm. on our defense? But what he was able to do with these guys, he was able to get the best out of these guys. So, you know, huge shout out to Aaron, to, um, Aaron Glenn and what he was able to do with this defense.
0: Yeah, and I believe those six points were either in the red zone or close, which is our, our red zone defense hasn't been that great this year at all. I think and there was a stat up. that said every time a team was in the red zone, they scored.
1: Yeah, and he stepped yeah. up.
0: Yeah, they, they did man and those two point conversions too like stopping those those yeah. were those are big
1: yeah those are huge man yeah,
0: yeah so so how do you, I,
1: so, so what w- what's going on with the with the, the um, Denver Broncos game do you feel like that we have a chance against the Broncos
0: oh yeah um after seeing last game i think I, i'm so much more confident now than i was a week ago right You know, because we went through the Bears game where the offense looked good for one drive and then kind of stalled. You know, the Browns game, we had a backup quarterback in bad conditions and the offense didn't look that great. We had another game against the Steelers, which is, again, the second worst game I ever watched. And that was always terrible. But after seeing what the offense was able to do and kind of seeing what Jared Goff is able to do when he has a clean pot game, he's able to get the read that he wants Again, I think my confidence is a lot higher. I think the defense has basically shown up almost every game. So I have a lot more confidence in them, especially with seeing how they were able to kind of play against the Vikings. So like this game is a 50-52. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they lost because the Broncos have played some good games and they have played. I can't remember exactly what game I remember in the Broncos. That wasn't the ones where they were basically being up against all the terrible teams, but they've played a few good games against some tough competition. So this could go either way. I think it, this game kind of relies more so on the line's ability to actually pass the ball and move the ball. Cause again, you know, we saw it once we off. there's really no um, guarantee. We're going to see it again. So it's it, it really gonna. It is really going to depend on how good our offense is. That's basically been the entire season because our defense has held up, and but it's always been our offense can only score thirteen or fourteen or seventeen. If they were able to score twenty or thirty, we'd have more wins than right now. And so it really does depend on our offense.
1: Yeah, that was a, and that was Dan Campbell's what he said. That was his, probably his main reason why he took over play calling because mm-hmm. he wanted to get a spark and then some type of juice with our offense because. Yeah. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when he took over originally, like, the first two games, like you said, the first, this the other game was the worst game you've ever seen in your life. That was the first game, I believe, he um, took over play calling, and we yeah. saw how that game went. So, it, it, yeah, we were all scared. And, but this this gave us some type of hope. That, that last game gave the Lions fans some type of hope. Like, oh, maybe we could have a an offense that actually throws the ball um, past 10 yards, you know? Maybe, you know? So, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. I wonder how they're going to approach this game. I mean, like like we talked about Denver don't have really much of a strong pass rush mm-hmm. other than Chubb. And I think you know, you double him and then there's nobody else. Yeah. So I wonder how the is gonna do. They might not even have to double him. They just might say uh one on one. Oh Paceu, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we'll just um just lock him down and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, they don't have much of a threat. So maybe they you know attack the middle of the field with our tight end with our tight ends like we seen last week and mm-hmm. try to get some mismatch opportunities. We'll see, man. The only thing I'm kind of scared of, I'm not sure. Have you seen the injury report? Oh my god!
0: Oh yeah, we got like Ooh, apparently it's god. a flu going around, and some guys in COVID protocol already. And I'm I'm just Ooh, saying this right now. I had the flu. It's not fun, and it's especially <laughs> not fun to play in Denver in that altitude. Like Ooh, that sounds like a terrible experience.
1: I think they I think they honestly had like 20 people, 20 names on there that did yeah. not practice today oh man! When I first saw that, i was like well well dang who the heck practiced who's <laughs> out there like who played who practiced today like everybody was the practice squad yeah like it was every no half of the team was on that injury report that did oh, not practice man. i was like what is going on so yeah i wonder what's gonna happen sunday hopefully these guys can make a quick recovery um or pull the jordan um flu game and um <laughs> and play anyways we'll, we'll see what happens i
0: just hope we get a full roster at this point man like that's the big thing do we even have 53 bodies to get up and, and dress
1: i don't know they might say cam shoot up <laughs> <laughs> you might be you might get called oh in, no i'm not gonna say, get the cam, call oh yeah, hey, uh, yeah we need you to play every position we need you to play every position what every- you don't need to do everything everything yes you're the quarterback wide receiver and running back like,
0: <laughs> yeah. can i take the golf position of just checking down every play i can do that
1: no you gotta you gotta throw it and then you gotta run and catch the ball too so you gotta <sighs> do everything
0: <laughs> that's that's gonna be great hey if they call on me they better call you that's all i'm saying uh,
1: i mean can you I mean, box
0: you're in shape
1: uh yeah but my my knees uh, as far as like running uh yeah. i'm i'm gonna <laughs> take some kneecaps We'll get I'm, the surgery. I'm I'm above. I'm at that age where players usually call it quits. <laughs> that that's that's my age right now. I'm 34, so usually at 34, you're like, oh, he's old. oh yeah, he can't play. He can't play anymore. No that's me right now. Mm. I can tell you right now, at 34, um, everything hurts. <laughs> everything just hurts. You you work looking. out once, you're like, ah, I'm hurt. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm, I'm 25, man. I, I still 25? feel good, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, 25. That's where it's at, man.
0: Oh yeah. All right, let's get into some some extra topics obviously. Like I looked through you're an Alabama fan. You must yes, be having yes. one hell of a week, man. I mean, you just smacked the crap out of Georgia, which I feel like a fool for believing in. Sorry for that. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll never trust Georgia again until the next time I trust Georgia. <laughs> 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 and then of course, Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones, who Mac Jones? That's my guy, man. You did your research. I, you know what? Oh yeah. Hey, let's hey, go, man. Man, I, I know some guys that talk about Mac Jones. And I'm like, that's the perfect thing to say for him, man. Because hey, you got you gotta know about Mike Jones, man. You gotta know.
1: <laughs> it was funny, man, because let me tell you about the, the pre-draft process who, um, last season. So the pre-draft yeah. process, all my guys hated Mac Jones. Oh <laughs> <all> my god, <laughs> yo, like he is terrible. He's just good because he has all the wide receivers. I was like, bro. Mac Jones is actually solid. Look at, if you're throwing 70, almost 80% of your pass. if you're completing almost 80% of your passes, mm-hmm. damn it, it's not just your, it's not just your receivers. It's, it's, yeah. it has, it's the quarterback too. And I told him, I said, man, if you guys let him go to the New England Patriots, <laughs> it's going to be a done deal. I told him this like 20 times in the pre-job process. Oh. And I told him, I was like, watch, you guys hate him now, but he's going to make everybody say, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Oh. And look at the NFL right now. Everybody, yeah. oh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Look at Mac Jones. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I see and, he's coming.
1: And he, I said, I told everybody, I was like he's gonna if he goes to New England, he's gonna win a ring before all those guys. All oh. for the Trevor, before the the, the the Zach Wilsons, the, the the Trevor Lawrence's. He's gonna win a ring before them because with him and Belichick, it's mm. gonna be a done deal. Exactly. I didn't think it was gonna be this soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't think they were gonna be good as good as they are this soon. Oh, no. I wasn't sure about their defense and. I didn't know. But yeah, I have them as Super Bowl favorites winning the Super Bowl this year. That, oh, that's man. my prediction right now.
0: That is big because I am I'm, I'm not, I was in the middle. I wasn't all the way sold on him. But after seeing how he played in the national championship, I'm kind of like, OK, there's got to be at least something here. Right. And I think what you're saying, him being drafted by the Patriots, I think was probably the best thing for him because yeah, belichick just finds a way to win man like no matter what and we all thought hey man maybe it was all tom brady And i'm kind of like you realize bill belichick has had like top defenses for god knows how many years
1: yeah people are forgetting that um there was a year that tom brady got hurt he still had a really good roster and he, they went 10 and 6 with what it, i forgot the name matt castle matt, matt castle, castle. We went, they went 10 and 6 with matt castle and missed the playoffs we- barely they missed the playoffs going ten and six. I mean, granted, they did have Randy Moss and they had so they had a really good roster. Yeah. But you you go ten and six with Matt Castle. I mean, come on, it's, it's not just Brady.
0: No, it's not. It's not. And, hey man, if you can win a game with your quarterback going throwing th- three passes, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Like that I mean, that's that's called a game plan.
1: Yeah. That's the, they had a game plan they executed. I mean, the win in that game was was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, they had a game plan to execute it, and, and yeah, they they only threw the ball three times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also something else. Um, you want to do any next talk since we're here? Any uh basketball? Since uh...
1: uh I mean I know you're I know you're mainly a Detroit pod. You don't you don't really have to is up to you and plus we're 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 losing right now. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Oh oh you're losing? Do you want to see the Pistons record right now? I seen no the Pistons
1: I, I seen the Pistons record. I, I, I've been keeping up with the Pistons because yeah. my boys are Pistons fans. Right. And um Shade Cunningham Shade. Shade Cunningham? Cade. Cade, Cade Cunningham. Cade. Oh, my bad. Don't don't, don't rip me, Pistons fans. Um <laughs> he's been balling, man. I, I, oh, I like yeah. what I see from him. I like what I see from him. I think he has a bright future, man. Hopefully, I mean, what I'm hoping, because as a Knicks fan, I seen this, I seen this story before mm-hmm. where a team doesn't build around the player quick enough and then they just like I need out. Hopefully that doesn't happen with you guys. So I really hope that they figure it out, get a you know, a playoff team around them and mm-hmm. where he's happy and want to stay because we had a guy named Christoph Przingis that like we thought he was going to be the future for New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just said, I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so um, I, hopefully that'll happen to you guys. You know, he's, he's a bright future, man. So he's got to build around him, and you guys will be solid, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks, like compared to where you've been the past few years, this, I mean, you guys are kind of losing now, but for a while it did look kind of good. I mean, well, you, you guys have oh, yeah. a bunch of different, different guys, right? Like, Picked up Evan Fournier, you got Kemba Walker. That didn't really work out. No, that didn't Obi Toppin out. coming off the bench. Like, dude, that that dude, if he ain't in dunk contest, I don't know what they're doing. Cause hey, that yeah. dude that dude can get up, and, I believe then, he
1: was in dunk contest last year. He didn't really. Oh, win. yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Man, he, didn't, he didn't win. But um, I mean it is what it is. I I really like Obi. Um, mm-hmm. I like a roster, but I think they just haven't found the right chemistry yet. And as far as losing, like uh they're I believe the record right now, I believe they're 12 or 13. So yeah. They should be a lot better. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot better, but it's it's a mixture of you know having new guys and trying to figure out the best you know chemistry and the best five out there to win you a game. And I, I don't think they found that best five yet. Yeah. So yeah. they just got to keep you know flipping guys around, um, switching you know maybe switching starters. Like they just they bench Kemba Walker. You know mm-hmm. that was huge for Detroit. And I'm uh, Detroit for New York. <laughs> glad they did that because um, it, it wasn't working with Kemba. Uh-huh. He was a defense liability. I mean, they do the six foot tall. So mm-hmm. him trying to guard people. And then when they do the switch and when he starts switching players and, you know, he has to guard somebody way bigger than him is a huge liability. Yeah. So the good thing they caught it now. And now that this ride out to like 67 games in, they like, Oh wait, uh, he's a defense liability. Like, dude, you should have did that after the fifth game. Like, so I'm glad they figured it out now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's still it's, it's so entertaining though. New York is funny. New York is a funny state. Oh yeah. Uh, it's um, I w- I was born. I was born in New York, so oh. people, they're, they're, they're hilarious, okay. man. The whole Bing Bong thing. <laughs> is so to me. I, I, I mean, know. I love it, man. I, I love it, man. The whole Bing Bong thing. So, yeah, I hope they figure it out. Oh this NBA is so much fun when the Knicks are. When you see how the fans are in New York, mm-hmm. they're 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 crazy. <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing.
0: I- I didn't know you were a New York fan, right? I mean, I didn't know you were born actually in New York, which is yeah. great because I know a few people are from New York and they're just all like, these normies and the bing bong and everything. Like, I can't stand it. But now I that it. I have your seal of approval to say bing bong, oh yeah, I'm going to use it because yeah, <laughs> it's so
1: hilarious. I love it. I love it. It's, 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 so, it's so hilarious to me. So yeah, I love it. They had a, a a parlay for sports <laughs> yes. betting. They had a bing bong parlay which oh. they pretty much bit they pretty much went money line every New York team. I think oh. last they did it on Tuesday, last Tuesday and it actually hit. Oh. It hit so all the New York teams won that week. Everybody that bet money line on all the New York teams actually won and it's hilarious. I think the oh, next man. one is next Tuesday. Okay. They don't have much I don't, I don't think they're going to i don't think they're gonna hit it next week because the Knicks play the Knicks play the warriors uh, that's gonna be bad that's yeah. not gonna happen. but <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna put a dollar in it anyway to see what the hell happens and just see if i could get a bing bong parlay yeah hit that big ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right.
0: all right man it's been fun but i got i got one more thing so with the guests yeah. i always like to play a little game you know, just to just to have a little bit of fun. So, is
1: it is it is this a memory game? Because this Google. No, back. I mean,
0: kind of. Uh, look, you're a Lions fan, so you know, should be able to get this. You should. I, it's kind of it's kind of easy. All right. I hope so. Yeah. So, like you said before, Golf won NFC Player of the Week. Shocking, right? Actually, the last yeah the last line of win was Calvin Johnson in 2015. I'm like, man, Matthew Stafford went this long without winning it. Man, yeah, it's kind of wild. So, for you, and this is a little easy. All right, so he won Player of the Week on offense. So, do you remember the last Lions defensive player to win Player of the Week?
1: I'm going to throw a hail mary here. Yeah. I'm going to say Darius Slay.
0: You're right. It was <laughs> <laughs> exactly big play Slay. Bang! bang.
1: The, Let's go, man. Bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. Let's go.
0: All the way in 2018. Yeah, yeah which which makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, I mean. Just just taking a guess. I mean, Darius Slay was our last you're looking at a defensive pro, pro bowler. Mm-hmm. It had to be Slay. So that's the, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, if I had to exactly. take a guess on the game, you said what year it was you said 2018?
0: 2018. I wouldn't have given you the year. That would have been impossible because that would have been like if man, I had to take what? a
1: guess on the game, I would have to say it would probably be the Arizona game when you got the pick six. Oh, yeah, Arizona. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Like, my, my my guy Tyler would be so proud of me right now. <laughs> Tyler Tyler, when you listen to this, I know he's gonna listen to this. Tyler, when you listen to this, he, I didn't I didn't even look that up. <laughs> he, he's gonna be so proud of me. He'll you be know? like, wow, Malcolm did it. All right.
0: All right. And since you're doing so good, I got one more question. So who was the last line to win special teams player of the week?
1: Special teams? Yes. Oh, this is this is hard because it could go to two people. It could go either be Matt Prater mm-hmm. or it could be um Jamal Agdu. So those are those are the two people right there. So mm-hmm. if I take a guess,
0: 50/50.
1: Yeah, this is 50/50 because it <laughs> could go either is was one of those guys 100% yeah. because wait, could it be? Could it be um our punter? It could um, be a punter. They, could it be our punter? I don't think did he want special team player of the week? Uh I'm a it could be the Jack Fox too. Damn it. This is hard. <laughs> I guess. All right. So if I was this out this, is how, this is how I used to guess in school when I was in high school. Yeah. This is sad. If you're in school, don't do this. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have A, B, and C or D or whatever they have. And I always pick B. So I'm just gonna see who I'm gonna have as B. So uh, <laughs> uh let's go. All right. This is Matt Prater, Jamal Agnew. I'm just gonna roll with Jack Fox because he's still on the roster. And if you had to say last person, I'll say Jack Fox.
0: Mm-hmm. It was so close. It was oh, Matt so Prater.
1: close. The man Prater. God. Dang yeah, it. I, I, I knew know. It had, to, it had to be one of those three. I knew yeah. it had to be one of those three. You man. had a
0: good three because that that's what I would guess. I would even guess Agnew, honestly. That's actually a pretty, pretty good one. But yeah, um, do you want to try and take a crack at what game it was? I can tell mm, you the year. I
1: don't, I don't know. No idea.
0: All right. All right. Well, it was the game against Washington last year when he hit the oh. game when he failed goal. Oh.
1: It's pretty recent, yeah, it was, but, you know, me, my memory is not, not that good. I, oh, I was, I'm so shocked I got the first one.
0: <laughs> the first one, I mean, honestly, for defense, I would have guessed Slay, because I'm like, who the heck goes on our defense for the past two years has done anything good?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, but hey, one out of two, it ain't bad. Yes. Okay. You can you can leave with that happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, but that's it for the show, and thank you, everyone, to listen, Matt, and as always make sure you check out the pride podcast malcolm and his co-host tyler and pierre right it's Pierre? Man, this
1: guy does his homework man that's what i'm talking about man See? yes See? that's what i'm talking about yeah this was me tyler and pierre you know these are those guys, are, those, guys are, those guys are good you know mm-hmm. those guys are good. I'm, I'm usually like the clown i was like oh you know i'm the clown you know but those guys those guys know their stuff
0: oh yeah i was listening to your guys' episode this weekend man it it was just great. You guys were so good with the analysis and everything. And you guys do a good job, you know, doing both podcasts and live shows and reactions. And I'm sure hey hey, this thanks, week, man. the live reaction, it, it, had, it had to have been crazy. I'm sure you were probably screaming or something.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hyped. The thing that got me, the thing that got me mad about the episode, is because there was like some mic issues. so My mic wasn't working on the live show that much. But I, I kind of, you know, I, I edit all the episodes, so I was able to fix most of it. But the fans couldn't really get my live reaction but when they went back and listened to it they, they were able to hear how i reacted but mm-hmm. man i wish they were able to like hear my live live reaction because my mic was just really low like i was talking like this but they were like no come voice, i can't hear you i was like tyler can you <laughs> hear me tyler was like yeah, yeah i can hear you <laughs> when i went back and listened to it, i was like damn it tyler why are you telling me man i couldn't hear myself oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you gotta get those audio issues man like I, I yeah. at that point, at that point, you your, your co-host gotta be like, gotta help you out, man.
1: You gotta help me out, man. Yeah. But it, it was all right. We, we still wanna happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be looking out for you guys and the rest of the season because I don't know how the hell this Broncos game is gonna go. So hopefully, when or loss, you guys won't be too upset unless some dumb stuff happens again.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it's a lions game, some dumb stuff probably will happen
1: yeah 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 yo definitely As a matter of fact even if you want to if you want to jump on our live show i mean oh. you definitely can man because we have a live show on spotify green room okay. after the game so if you want to jump on spotify green room listen, you know listen to it and then at the end we kind of have like a mix of everybody that want to ask questions and how they felt about the game bro spotify green room you just got to download it and yeah you could you could tune in live yeah um and, and hear that immediate reaction yeah hopefully it's look- a celebration Hopefully, it's a celebration. Him, yeah, look at
0: this advertising, man. He's telling y'all how to get in it too. If y'all want to listen, Spotify Green Room. Go ahead, do it. You might even catch
1: me there. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, man. Definitely.
0: Yeah, man. But Malcolm, again, thank you so much for coming on. It this yep. was fun. It, it yep. was it was great, and of course, it's even better to come off a win. So obviously, yep. RNG right, was coming up because I could not imagine trying to get you after a loss, especially anything that we've seen <laughs> this season. You could have.
1: You could You could have. You could <laughs>
0: maybe had some fun. But you you hey.
1: could have it. You could have made it happen. I mean i'm like i'm I'm always down to you know help people out especially you know with podcasting and being a guest i'm always down for that
0: yeah 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 so again man thank you so much and thank you all for watching make sure you uh make sure you come out here give give me a review make sure you sub, man we got some more episodes coming in we do all the detroit sports because it's kind of it's kind of a big thing you know We're, we're on the way up so check us out again thank you malcolm and for everybody we'll see you next time